Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Tessa Lavoie here, the owner and CEO of Strategic Event Management from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, but working worldwide with her services and, of course, her event management company, which is dedicated to creating unforgettable experiences for her clients. Welcome back, and sad to say it is our last show, but so it's been a pleasure working with you. Oh, it's been such a pleasure working with you, too. It's crazy to think it's already our last show. And I mean, the summer has officially ended. It's, it's People are going back to school. It's it's crazy. So much has changed. I know. And uh, speaking of change, I know there's, you know, the future of event management is what we're going to kind of focus on for today. So I want to kind of get to the bottom of, you know, some emerging trends, maybe, and technologies that are coming up in your world. Uh, before we do that, though, just tell us a little bit of your um, uh, background of the company and uh, how you can help someone who's listening today with their next big event. Definitely. So at Strategic Event Management, we work on pretty much anything event. So conferences, conventions, stadium shows, board meetings, annual meetings, we do it all. And we have a variety of experts within our team that can help in whatever's needed. And over the last couple of episodes, we've talked about uh, a variety of the events that we've done. We've talked about the aesthetics that go into it, the tech that goes into it, um, the production side, some of the venues and site selection side. So any and all of those components, what we specialize in is being able to to fill that void to within your team to make sure that every aspect is complete so whether it is uh contacting us and saying hey i want you to do this entire event a to z or hey we need assistance in this one particular area our goal is to make sure that uh, every aspect is covered and that you have the support needed so contact us our website is strategiceventmgmt.com or our email is info at strategiceventmgmt.com. All right, well, let's get started then. What are some of these emerging trends and technologies that are coming up with event management? I mean, one trend that expands beyond events that we see everywhere is AI-powered tools. Uh, AI is you know growing more and more. It's something that ha- a lot of individuals have interest in, and it's also a, one thing that a lot of individuals are fearful of. We're currently undergoing a variety of strikes. I know the writer strike uh, that in uh, states, you know, they're well everywhere. They're fighting for you know to ensure fair wages, but also security against AI. Variety of different components and. Um, it's something that we are seeing more and more being integrated within our uh, event management tools, being seen integrated within a lot of our tech and different um, and different softwares that are being used. Uh, but it's also something that is emerging and changing. It's it's not what it was two months ago, and it's not going to be what it's going to be six months from now. Yeah. And um, it's a growing and continuous uh, learning curve that we need to continue to educate ourselves on and prepare for. Got it. Yeah. Well, I know that within, uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> go, you're on a roll. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, I know that uh, within everything that you're doing, because I know that you, you're involved quite a bit with, uh, with TV and everything as well, that uh, AI is definitely something that affects you quite a bit as well, eh? Uh, yeah, well, you know what? 
I, I, it can help out with writing scripts. It can help researching people. Uh, I haven't used it myself personally, though, to be honest, um, except okay. I had someone help me. Uh, you know, we did a show on it and I learned what it could do. And you can ask it so many. It's just fascinating. But personally, I, I don't even know how to work with AI, to be honest. I'm scared, though. I hear things. It's taking over the world. Definitely. And so in terms of different tools, I know from a management side, I know that I use an, a project management tool that mixes with AI. Um, I love it to bits. It's called Use Motion, and it syncs all of your calendars, which is lovely. Anyone who works in events knows that you kind of have to uh, fit the need of the client, and some clients prefer Google Drive, some prefer uh, Outlook, some prefer a variety of things, so you kind of have a little bit of it all. It's a beautiful software that mixes everything together, but what's nice is it compiles your tasks, your to-dos, your projects into an AI software where it acts almost like an executive assistant and assigns you tasks in the openings of your schedule. And if you've got, let's say, a meeting that randomly pops up, it'll move it for you and reschedule everything accordingly. It's amazing. And those are some tools that we're seeing being utilized more in uh, event platforms. Uh, so the platforms where you can have your calendar, variety of different things. We're seeing AI chatbots being utilized on there, personalizing that to fit your event. So it's going to be really interesting to see where it is, let alone six months to a couple of years from now. Well, also, just to point out, you know, this is a, a field where, you know, after COVID especially, things kind of went virtual everywhere, yes. which, and now it's kind of <laughs> remaining that way, right, would you say? Because I feel like a lot of it is virtual now. There's still that cross-hybrid of virtual events compared to in-person. Could you share your thoughts on this and maybe more about the concept of what's happening and, of course, how this is all increasing in popularity? Definitely. I know that when COVID hit, you know, that's really when everyone realized the the amount of things that we can do from the comfort of our home. And that expanded into every field, including events. So the the online conferences, online trade shows, online everything, it fit the need that was there. Um, I would say that Zoom fatigue is very much a thing and people got tired of hiding behind a screen and I've seen a huge increase in in-person numbers. But what we've learned from the experience is the return on investment that you get from having an event exist online at the same time as, as an in-person event. So if I'm doing a conference and I've got this amazing panel discussion let's say it's a hot topic that everyone's excited about and it's recorded and streamed i can sell tickets for the event that has happened a week ago um for people to watch online and you know people who get that fear of missing out that want to be part of the conversation and see what it is they're able to buy a ticket afterwards and that's not something that we even thought of prior to covid so we were really able to grow and see the benefits of having that online presence with an event. But I would say that it's taught us that although being online is a great alternative whenever needed, it's not the solution. People love being in person with one another. Jill, are you there? 
You hear me? I'm talking to myself. I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. I apologize. I hit the mute button instead of the adjusting button. <laughs> um, I was mentioning, obviously, the advantages of them, you know, being virtual because uh, cost effective and it reaches more yeah. of a global audience. But could you share some examples of some of your events that you've done virtually and their impact? And yeah, because you've been doing this for quite some time and have experienced both in person, virtual and, you know, really as a trendsetter, you're working with the trends and moving forward forward in this business of doing more virtual. So let's hear about your experiences and some examples. I know that one of the examples that stands out the most for me is we did an international conference, um, peak COVID for an addictions conference. And it was, I believe we had about 60 different countries participating. Uh, So realistically, having that even as an option online or in person, I mean, peak COVID was, that was never going to be on the table. But even if you were to have it of the magnitude that we did now, the logistics when it comes to travel, when it comes to hotel accommodations, when it comes to a variety of those things, finding a venue to fit that size of uh, those amount of people, the amount of uh, just everything that was there, it has its limitations. And so being able to do that online while respecting everyone's time zones was something that really opened the doors to not just that association, but a lot of international groups that we work with to what what can we do from here? So being able to have, let's say, some peak live sessions in different time zones that are recorded um, live, of course, but then recorded afterwards for individuals to continue the conversations pre-recorded sessions so people can comply into watching them on their time zones and we're not having speakers joining at 3 a.m. because it's what's convenient with uh, the rest of the panelists, etc. It was something that was being able to have that many countries participating with that many time zones and just the, the multicultural aspect of it was absolutely phenomenal and the virtual component was the reason for it. 100%. And so being able to take that concept and apply that to bigger and different events when we're looking at musical events, uh, international concerts, variety of different things, that is something that people are enjoying more and more because you're taking that conference experience and merging it with what people love to do, which is, you know, sit at home and streaming. I'm, I'm guilty of doing that all the time, you know, sitting back, watching something. Why not apply that concept to an event? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we're seeing that with concerts being streamed online, you know, on Apple TV, on Crave, on a variety of different platforms. It's something that's going to continue to grow and something that allows for such a larger audience to be to be touched at because the interest is there. My niece just told me because she couldn't, well, not everyone can go to a Taylor Swift concert, but I guess she <laughs> filmed it all and there's a whole documentary coming out on it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Oh, it's, uh, I'd, I mean, for all of the individuals that are lucky enough to go to a concert, you know, good for you. You've got the patience of the saints. Those lines were insane. Um, I, I know I've got a friend of mine that's going and it's going to be an amazing experience, but exactly that, the amount of people that couldn't go, that can 
hopefully enjoy that experience from the comfort of their homes, the watch is there. No, exactly. It's just, it's fascinating what this world has become. We can really put everything right at our fingertips. And uh, again, that's, you know, when could you ever see a concert? It, like, and this is like Taylor. So this is huge. I was so excited about this. because I do love Taylor myself. <laughs> and we were away when she was closed in New York. Um, not that it could even probably score tickets to go to something like that. But it's a great way to market yourself and value for, let's say, for the artist or for the company. Uh, and can always access it again and again. So really exactly. is sustainable. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And it's like from a, if you can take that concept and really apply it to anything when it's a, a trade show, you know, that continuous uh, conversation in front of an, an audience where people can refer back online at any time, um, the return on investment that you get from that, it can be applied to really any event-based concept. Yeah. All right. Well, let's remind everyone, Tessa, how we can contact you. And then let's continue our conversation here again. Today's uh, topic, talking about the future of event management. Tessa Lavoie, how can we reach you and the company? Definitely. You can find us at www.strategiceventmgmt.com. Our website is, that is our website. Our email is info at strategiceventmgmt.com. Or you can give us a call at 204-797-2932. Awesome. Let's continue. We got quite a few segments uh, under our belt. Uh, We're going to work on more. So uh, we kind of touched upon AI, but there's still more to that planning tools and sustainability. What else did you want to add about that? I mean, when it comes to just where we're seeing events going, you know, AI is such a hot topic and very much a component that individuals are interested in. When it comes to sustainability practices, that is a growing interest point for, I'm finding a lot of associations. When it comes to renewable energy, reducing waste, talking about your carbon footprint within an event, um, people are a lot more conscious than they use, conscious about it in comparison to how they were, let's say 10 years ago. And it's, it's a huge factor and it will draw an audience, which is not something that I can say people would have been attracted to 10 years ago in terms of attending an event. If they're debating between two similar events that are occurring at the same time and one is um, really pushing that they are aware of the carbon footprint, the, the measures that they're taking to lower that and let's say uh, different sustainability measures in terms of food waste, etc., chances are people are going to pick that one over the ladder. And also, you know, you mentioned um, AI. I just want to bring this part up. You, could you share a little bit about how uh, this is working in your business? So what are some of the things that you uh, do with AI and how does it help you with planning and, uh, you know, these tools? Could you, you know, the chatbots I'm aware of and all, but what are these engines that, that are they able to do all this like automatically? Could you share your thoughts on that? Definitely. I mean, the way and everyone's view and use of it will change slightly from um, from an event coordinator and business owner myself, I see it as a time saving tool. So when it comes to enhancing some of our um, turnaround with marketing, when it comes to putting together uh, different event based concepts, proposals, a variety of different things, the amount of time saved by prompting at least a preliminary draft through AI for us to review and work on 
saves so much time and being able to utilize that when it comes to health and safety measures for venues. Obviously, AI um, is not uh, perfect. It definitely needs to be proofread mm-hmm. and double-checked, but the the turnaround time on a report on a um, safety protocol on a um, proposal has shortened dramatically just due to the addition of AI. And I know that more and more platforms that host event schedules, gamification. That yeah, yeah, I read, was reading that. What, yeah. yeah, what are gamified events and conferences specifically? Could you share a little bit about that? I was I read that last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. When it comes to gamification, it's so um, it's a, an interesting term that is meant to increase an individual's want to use, let's say, an event platform or something along those lines. So let's say hypothetically, Jill, you and I are going to a trade show and they've asked for us to download this event app where the schedule is and everything is chances are the average person is just going to take it out, look at the schedule, look at one or two things and put it away. But if they've added gamification and incorporated a, a want or a prize association to playing with it and expanding your knowledge on it, you're going to take it out more often. So let's say it's that trade show and, you know, if... Um, you get your app, you open your app on a certain page and you get your profile scanned by a certain amount of uh, exhibitors and it leads to points. The person with the most points gets to pick this amazing prize. Something along those lines, people are going to interact more and then the the exhibitors are going to get a better return on investment when it comes to looking at uh, the, the different lead options, learning about the individuals. Chances are somebody's going to come up and talk to them because they want that scan that may not have uh, necessarily wanted to or been too shy prior to, and it could lead to some additional uh, interest from that individual to that exhibitor. So that's one of the many ways that applications are utilizing gamification to mm-hmm. expand the experience. Okay. And we're, and we're seeing more and more use AI in there as well. Um, I know that there's one application uh, that is an AI-based chatbot, and what they'll do is they'll actually mix it into some some like poll questions that'll appear throughout to kind of prompt you to get more excited. And what's fun is they've actually int- like integrated it within the app, but what's fun is they create a persona and a personality for this bot similar to the way that there's that AI chat bot on Snapchat. Um, They take that concept, but create your own chat bot for your event that you get to text with. You can ask questions. You can get it to tell you a joke. You can um, ask what's next on the schedule. It just makes the interaction more fun for the attendee. And also to uh, talk more uh, about your innovative event format uh, and what else did you want to share? It kind of covered a lot of it, but there's, you know, still a, a lot for us. We have 10 minutes left, Tessa. So uh, this is our last show again. So sad <laughs> to be with I our know. friend. But <laughs> so you funny. and the, the amount of guests you brought on and they're, and they're knowledgeable in their field and their craft. It, it was, it made, it made your shows awesome. Not to say anyone else's aren't, but uh, you've made, you, you provide a really good content. 
moment and that's super important you do it every time and I give you a lot of credit for that uh, clearly you you know for those new time listeners you are establishing your craft and business I remember starting off I think probably the first show we talked about why should we be going to um, your area? Why should we be going to Canada to have our events? And you know, I think it was like our first show, right? Because it yeah. was more cost effective. There's more bang for our buck in a sense. And I think from that led to how many weeks have we been together for? Oh, I know this. I think this is our 10th show. And so it's, uh, it's feels, been a couple of months. Yeah. Feels like more. Cause we were, yeah, we were on and off <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. All right. So go ahead, hon. Where do we leave off? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to different formats, like we've talked about the gamification, we've talked about hybrid formats, um, Mm -hmm. we've talked about in past episodes, you know, utilizing the site selection in the innovative sense. So when looking at where am I going to host my next event, the variety of enhanced venues, um, their related texts and experiences. That's definitely an innovative way to get individuals more interested in your event and a factor that should 100% be contemplated in the development of your event. Because site selection is going to be one of the first things. When people are asking you as an attendee, all right, what what conference are you going to? They're going to ask what the conference is. And the follow-up question most times is where is it going to be? That's a, a huge factor that a lot of people um, are very interested in and can be enhanced in an innovative way just due to the variety of venues and related options that are there on site. And also, uh, Tessa can be reached. Again, we're still talking to uh, Tessa Lavoie, uh, the future of event management. And would you mind just sharing again the website uh, where we can contact you? Definitely. Our website is www.strategiceventmgmt.com and our email is info at strategiceventmgmt.com. Perfect. And let's, you know, encourage our listeners, you know, really the importance to uh, connect and uh, how, you know, in this game field of all these different events, we're talking about connection and doing different things. Uh, For example, do you have any upcoming events uh, that are hybrid right now? Or what what is your next event? Is there anything for Labor Day? This is a busy weekend. Or is it more? It's crazy. September is the craziest time of year for me. (laughs) Um, September and June. I don't know what it is about uh, those two times of year for conferences. Those are usually peaks. I've got an upcoming conference in uh, Montreal, which is really exciting, uh, followed by um, a fertility conference actually in Toronto. And then we're going to be ending the month with a uh, educational program and actually a stadium show in Ottawa, which is uh, Canada's capital. And we that is a youth in- event that is going to be uh, based on Indigenous uh, traditions and heritage and teaching that to Canadian youth. And that will actually be streamed online and available not just throughout Canada, but uh, anywhere globally. I definitely recommend taking a look. For those that have been listening to a few of our episodes, Andre Gracie, uh, that from Gracie Event Management and uh, Talent Production that has been on the show, she will be uh, one of the other, other main players when it comes to the development of that uh, stadium show. So it's going to be really exciting and wonderful. 
my goodness. Wow. There's no rest for the weary. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that's great to have your busy season. I didn't realize September was such a hot month. I would have figured June, but September, I guess. Wow. Oh, and it has you busy traveling and, and busy with the kiddos. Well, one and you have one, one baby, right? Yes, yes. Good, good. Just well, I the say, one. oh gosh, and uh, well, I you know the saying before about getting back to school and that whole feeling, and it's like, wait, now the other part of life begins. More work for you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, your schedule must be picking up quite a bit too, because your kids are going back to school. Yeah, right? they're six and eight. So we got first grade, third grade next week after Labor Day. I am so excited. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, I never understood that concept. How my mom used to say it, but it does make a world of a difference on having your children home so <laughs> trust me you'll see you'll see one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so what other kind of uh takeaways do you want to share and i know you have some gratitude that you do want to you know uh give uh, to some of our past guests that we've spoken to definitely i mean i'd say in terms of takeaways not just from this particular podcast episode but in general when it comes to event management you're working with somebody who is going to advocate for your event's vision, your organization or association's vision, and really help push you through to that finish line. So you want to make sure that you're working with the right team that understands what you're looking for. And so if you are looking for anyone to assist you with those events, please contact us, strategiceventmgmt.com. Our email is info at strategiceventmgmt.com. And a huge thank you to all of our guests that have attended throughout this podcast series. We've got Victoria Clark from Mississauga Tourism. We've got Andre Gracie uh, from Gracie Event Management. We've got Harmony Poirier, uh, who is our on-site and, uh, and marketing communications specialist. And Jill, a huge thank you to you as well. It's been an honor and pleasure being part of this show with you. Pleasure having you and your whole crew and your friends and uh, your co-workers and you've really made such a, an impressive, impressive platform here. Like I said, you should be doing this yourself. Uh, <laughs> you should host your own like, uh, yeah, event management podcast. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's great because uh, how do I say this in a nice way? You don't need me. You're so good. Like you got you got the you got the entrepreneurial skills with what you do, planning these events, and you got the whole broadcast thing down too so I'm going to commend you on that because not everyone can handle the show like you like if I had to say oh gosh there's an emergency I'm leaving I'll be back in a half hour you could take over the whole show yourself I've always been impressed with your communication skills and I mean that sincerely from the bottom of my heart <laughs> that is very very kind Jill thank no. you so very much thank you so much Miss Tessa and also on social media how can we find you and your company Definitely. We are at Strategic Event Management on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out and uh, feel free as well on LinkedIn. Uh, Tessa Lavois, feel free to reach out to me individually and say hi. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, sweetie, you have a fantastic day. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer and good luck with busy season coming up. And uh, we'll connect in the future, I'm sure. Have a great day. For sure. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. 
And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.